Good morning. It's May 27th. And welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Others. Apologize to her. For what? It doesn't matter. It shows strength, not weakness. I can't just go and apologize for nothing. Well, it wouldn't be for nothing, would it? It would be apologizing for arguing with someone you like, who's nice. My wife and I have recently been watching the Netflix British TV show Afterlife, starring Ricky Gervais. We were put off by the language initially, but soon came to appreciate the local whale's expressions as they were intended. The storyline is about Tony, who's recently lost his wife Lisa to breast cancer. He's in his 40s and works as a feature reporter for their local free paper. Tony never had higher career aspirations because he figured there couldn't be anything as good as living with Lisa in their little town with their German shepherd. Every day he watches a bit of her last instructional videos for him, knowing he is helpless without her. But still, her death leaves him desperate, lost and bitter. He was angry at everyone and everything. His new superpower was annoying everyone else because there was nothing anyone could do to him to make him hurt anymore. One day, while Tony and Shepard are visiting Lisa's grave, he meets Anne, sitting on a bench across the headstone next to Lisa's. It turns out she comes there every day to visit with her Stan, to whom she was married 48 years. Tony and Anne strike up an unlikely friendship, and through her gentle, loving listening, she leads him gradually on the road back to life. The quote above comes after Tony admits he yelled at the nurse who cares for his father with Alzheimer's, and Anne picks up on the fact that he's sweet on her. Every few days they meet in the graveyard and Anne teaches him to laugh again, and he makes her laugh in return. One time, she role-plays with him on a mock date. What would he say to her? I'd just be honest, tell her my situation, tell her what I'm going through, be honest up front, and... So, just all about you then? I can't win, can I? I don't want a date again. I don't want to live without Lisa. But it's not just all about you, is it? That's what I'm saying. What if a nice date made her feel good? That might feel nice, right? We're not just here for us. We're here for others. All we've got is each other. We've got to help each other through until we die. Neither Anne nor Tony are Christians, as far as I can tell. Neither recognize that this very principle of putting others before you is straight out of Scripture and thus straight from God's mouth to our ears. But in this story, part of the beauty is that they discover the concept of putting others first for themselves. One day, perhaps, someone could lead them to the source. Anne is teaching Tony humility, the lack of self-centeredness, the death of pride, the importance of others. This is the very epitome of the servant mindset. This is the mind of Christ we are to adopt, described in Philippians 2, 3-8. Once Tony finally gets it, every aspect of his world changes. His mean streak turns into compassion, his sarcasm into concern. It is the key to success in life. Not an episode ends without my eyes being moist. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. 
Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this be the mindset in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Help us remember that you love not only us, but all of your creation. Awaken us a servant heart, Lord, where we strive first for the betterment of others. Truly the joy we receive from this will far outweigh anything we could do for ourselves. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.